0: Welcome to Chatting with Channing, the podcast for Channing School that lets you, the listener, find out more by hearing from people throughout the school community. Each episode you'll hear real stories from staff, from pupils, from parents, and the school's alumni to give you a true reflection of life on Highgate Hill. In this episode, we're talking all about sustainability with Mr. Hill, Miss Walker, and Loder and Grace from Year 13. So, we get to find out why Lola and Grace wanted to be so involved in this. We hear some of the key environmental challenges and issues that Channing faces with this, and how all of this will be looking on a day to day level. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me as Arabella speaks to Mr. Hill, Miss Walker, Lola, and Grace in this episode of Chatting with Channing. Well,
1: hello and welcome. We've got Mr. Hill, Miss Walker, and most importantly, Lola and Grace, who are the sustainability officers. Welcome this afternoon. Hello. are you? <laughs> Fantastic. So I suppose obviously this is a, this is a huge topic, but I think probably, and this could go to any of you, what has inspired each and every one of you to become involved in eco and sustainability initiatives at Channing? Well, I think...
2: I've always been really interested in this topic. It's been something that I've known for a long time. I wanted to pursue past just kind of what we get for basic at, you know, below GCSE geography. And it's what I'm going to continue to pursue at university and then into a career. And I thought, given that planning has given so much to me, that it'd be nice to be a part of this movement and be able to give back to the community in that kind
1: of way. You mentioned like GCSE geography. What was it in the GCSE geography that kind of tipped your interest and made you think, actually, this is something that I need to do more about and I want to be more involved with?
2: I think it's just introduction to kind of like serious topics, you know, just thinking about the most recent ones, things like the Willow Project that we get. Those are touchstone and you get told about how terrible it is, but it's all very surface level and not much of it is what the ultimate goal is. You get told that you can sign petitions and kind of email MPs that pass that. It doesn't feel like personally I could have done anything. So I think that's why I really wanted to get involved in it and make a substantial impact.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much Shang. Okay, who, who else has got any thoughts or anything else that they, um, some of the things or maybe even things that they've actually got involved with?
3: Well, I've had like a strong innate interest since a young age of being kind of surrounded by people with this interest since like I was a child. Um, And it's always been very interesting to me and kind of like very important to me. And I grew up knowing that it was a very important subject to talk about and think about. And then coming to school um, and then kind of learning about it, like definitely agree with Lola, learning about it in some lessons, but always wanting to know a little bit more or being kind of part of the solution. So I thought this is such a great opportunity being now the, the oldest position machine body at school like I know that I could maybe change if I tried
1: you're right because as you say year 13 and that's one of the great things as well about Channing School is that you develop leadership and for you as well as you begin to prepare for what's going to happen next but you mentioned that you've been interested since you were a child what was it because I think for some people they might think well do young people really care about our future do young people actually care what, what was it in you that started making you think this is something that I think is important and I want to take notice.
3: Well, kind of my mum works in a career in researching sustainability in like finance and she like travels and does these presentations. So I was kind of in a way like her test subject. I, know I was the first to see these presentations that she was going to show to people around the world. So it wasn't really odd for me to be learning about these like crazy facts and seeing these pictures from around the world. And in a way, it kind of became part of my childhood. So coming to school and seeing it in lessons, kind of doing it in my free time, has always been almost like natural to me.
1: Well, I must say that's a big shout out for your parents, but also for other parents listening, that actually the impact and modelling and, uh, you know, all the things that you say and do and how much that can actually deeply root. Mr Hill, Ms Walker, I don't know, for obviously for you, your yes, your teacher's in the school. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm,
4: I, I guess I've I always... An interesting probably from a child who works up works in the outdoors works on farms and actually also done a lot of work i guess being in scouts and doing judgmental board actually working in the outdoors and actually seeing the impact on that uh, can have on children and actually i've always sort of tried to carry that through to this, to this role here but I, but I think also as a senior leader this is this is one of the most important subjects facing at the time so it's really important to make sure it gets the momentum and the resources that this subject deserves in the school setting actually and to as a senior leader, you can engage the staff you can engage the parents you can engage governors but actually most importantly you can help engage the pupils and make sure this it's properly resourced this initiative so yeah it's, it's been something i've been interested in since as child and that wanted was carried it through
1: brilliant and so it might be just be useful um just while you're here as Mr hill could you tell us about some of the specific projects or initiatives that you have been involved with to help promote sustainability within channing
4: over, over the years we've, we've I know we might cover some of these later, but actually when we first introduced Meat-Free Mondays, for example, that was a, the end of a big project we did a number of years ago, looking at way, food waste and actually trying to, trying to make the school more environmentally aware about the impact of um, producing food and what, what we eat. Um, we've had quite a big focus on recycling in, in my time here. I guess probably different to most people here, actually, I've been involved in developing the school site, and we'll probably talk about that later as well. We've actually spent... Considerable resources at both sides of the road, making sure our grounds. The senior school t- site is quite tight, but actually it's quite green for a tight site. But, mo- but the junior school, we've invested substantially in making the grounds more environmentally friendly by planting the right types of sort of nat- naturalised plants for the for the UK, making sure we attract the right sort of nature into the grounds. But, that, but also when we build new, to make sure we build to the highest standard sustainability looking forwards. Actually So We've committed, we've done quite a lot, but it's not just me actually, mostly it's done by the pupils actually in in terms of the initiatives in the school.
1: Oh, Well, and we'll we'll come back and we'll come back to talk about some of the actually importance of the infrastructure as well as initiatives you're doing with your students as well. Uh, So, Miss Walker, not last but not least.
5: So, I am actually a geography teacher and so I am the person who would teach the classes and tell them about some of these environmental issues and some of the things that are going on around the world. And, as exactly Nolan and Grace said, um it wasn't enough to just teach them. We wanted to actually do something about them. That's really why I wanted to get into it that actually it wasn't just a matter of uh, telling people about it, but it was actually talking about, well, what can we do? How can we have agency here to help other people to uh, make a difference? How can we actually get into some of these topics a bit deeper and think about what we can do and how we can uh, make a change? And actually, there's been a real interest uh, from the student body. Uh, it's been really exciting to see that just how many people are really wanting to get engaged in some of these environmental topics.
1: And why is agency do you think so important particularly for the girls that you work with at Channing School?
5: Well I think you know a lot of our students are really well thought through and um, do really care are really passionate about um, different issues and um, that can just lead to out of climate anxiety there's a lot of that uh, on the news at the moment and you don't want that you don't want them to be anxious about something you want them to think okay well how can I make a difference what can I do to help people what can I do to uh, make a change in the area I live in um, and that's just much more positive than actually being anxious about it and then just kind of trying to brush it out of the table or forget it actually is happening. Gotcha. Yeah there's so many things to actually
1: think about aren't there not just for your students but actually for their own understanding, their own mental well-being as well. So it would be great to hear, and I know you've touched on it as well, Mr Hill, what are some of the key environmental challenges or issues that Channing or your local community actually faces? So I don't know who would like to take this question. You're welcome to choose.
4: I guess I'll choose some of the the bigger issues we've been thinking about. I guess being a school based in London, and we're pretty close to the centre of London, we face the challenges that many people face in a big city, um, air pollution, loss of biodiversity. Actually, one of our bigger issues as well is the school that it, it, people's travel from quite a way around, away from the school. So travel becomes one of the biggest challenges and how we manage that as a school. So we're we're not isolated. We're part of the sort of London, bigger London area. And we we face the same challenges that most organisations do working in a big city.
1: And I mean, obviously, a lot of people been talking about London and there's a conversation out there about congestion and pollution. So... What does that actually look like then on the ground? You talked about building an infrastructure, but also it'd be great to hear as well from Lola and Grace some of the things that you've been involved with to promote sustainability.
3: So recently we had a walk to school day, which involved both the senior and junior school and it was like very successful. So we got, well, everyone in the school to walk to school or to car share or take public transport. What do you want to see next,
1: like having done that and you said that it was sort of positive, you know, well received by many different year groups. What what would you like them to do next or how would you like that to sort of be taken forward as a school perhaps?
3: I guess more encouragement really, like around the dates and more things going on because we have that going on and then we've got sustainability week coming up soon, which is quite exciting and another and I have brainstormed about a few things that we want to get everyone involved with, but We've kind of um, observed like previous years, seeing that there isn't much awareness going around about the actual week itself and the things that are going on that people can get involved in.
1: So what are some of the ways, um, maybe over to Grace, what are some of the things you've got coming up and what are some of the ideas to actually make sure people are aware of what, what is on offer?
2: Obviously, as Grace mentioned, we have sustainability week coming up and nothing is kind of concrete for that yet. But something that we definitely want to include is this concept of competition surrounding sustainability, I think we are a very competitive school. The girls like to win at things. Like, that's quite natural. It's always been. And so, particularly on that Clean Air Day, Walk to School Day, you had people put beans in a little jar if they'd walked to school. And whichever house had the most beans won Walk to School Day, essentially. And that really helped kind of push the initiative. I think if we take that forwards into the rest of the things we do, we're really likely to see some more engagement, which is... Totally, what needs to happen? Like, it's all about education. It's all about getting people involved.
1: Amazing. Well, I do, I do. I I love that idea. Getting means. So, are we allowed to say which house won, or is that uh,
3: (laughs) under out? Water night. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. Glad to hear it. So, I mean, you know, what does that look like then when you're trying to address potential resistance or skepticism about sustainability, maybe either within the school or the local community?
5: Okay. Um. So, um, we were thinking about this and. I think um, it's really important, isn't it, to teach people and educate people and actually just show people the facts. I mean, the facts are so clear now. Um, Today, you know, there's sort of things like our carbon footprint at the moment or carbon in the air at the moment is 419 parts per million, whereas only 200 years ago it was only 280 per million, or the fact that in three years' time we're going to have reached the um, magic 1.5 rise that the IPCC says we shouldn't go past. Or the fact that we're going to have more plastic in our oceans fish, um, and fish within the next 30 years. And I think you can tell people um, those things. And there will always, unfortunately, be some people who are resistant to them. But I think the facts don't lie. And I think the more you tell people and the more you sort of show the impacts that this is going to have in society, hopefully the more seriously people will take it. But one of the things I'm really excited about is that even though there will always be some skeptics, that Channing has not kind of shied away from that. And that we've said, actually... This is happening. This is serious. We want everyone to get involved and, and make a difference. And it won't be popular for everybody, but hopefully it'll be popular for most people. And hopefully most people will be on board and, and we'll see the difference that we can make by doing this.
1: And that is it, isn't it? Because you've got to just keep trying and doing what you're doing. Now, I know that Channing has declared a climate emergency. So would someone like to tell me, what exactly is that and and why have you... Why have you made that decision?
2: So essentially, a climate emergency declaration is just a public announcement that we are acknowledging that climate change is happening and that it's real and that it's happening faster than we can adapt to it. And in Channing Announcing One ourselves, we are essentially saying that we want to be part of the solution rather than kind of ignoring it or even worse, adding to the problem. So I think that it's helpful For governments and organizations and things to do that because it just demonstrates that they're on kind of the right side of politics and that sort of thing, you know. It shows that they know what's right and that they have the kind of devotion to want to do something about
1: it. And do you think making that statement has therefore actually added to that sense of urgency amongst the school community?
2: Yeah, I do. I think it just makes it a lot more real to a lot of people. I think it can quite easily be something that is a word that we say we talk about but isn't really addressed all that much and so really kind of stating it loudly clearly just pushes the initiative a bit harder a bit more forcefully which to be honest is what we need at this point.
1: And so in the light of that so what are the long-term goals for you as a school in terms of sustainability and also personally for your students?
4: I guess from 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 the school's point of view actually what What I'd like to see is to have everyone in in our community um, adopt a positive attitude to sustainability. And for the schools, I guess it it is a bold commitment, saying the word emergency, but by saying that, make the the commitment to the environment and sustainability feeds into everything that we do as a school and to sort of challenge people to think differently about what we're doing as a school. So whatever initiatives we're taking forward to make sure that one of those key questions we ask is actually how does that impact on the environment? What can you do about that that's more sustainable? Do we need to do things the same way? So I think changing the mindset, changing the way people think, to me, is is the most important thing we can do by, by declaring an emergency. And what I'd really like to see, actually, is governors, staff, students committed, such that we we challenge every initiative, challenge everything that we do, and make sure we're thinking about how does what we're doing impact on ourselves, how does it impact on everyone, how does that impact on others?
1: Okay, thank you. Does anyone else want to add anything uh, to that, what it might look like?
5: I think that school is all about preparing students for life. Um, and I think one of the things we want to do is prepare our students for living in a world that climate change is a reality, but also preparing our students to actually think about what they can do positively in that situation so that everybody leaves the school, but really having a good understanding about some of the environmental issues that are facing our school, but also some of the ways in which we can help and make an impact, a positive impact, to this problem
2: I think we're getting some really positive response from a lot of students you know as mentioned we've got we've done a lot of work on recycling and we're definitely seeing an improvement of what goes in the recycling bin essentially which is just paper now rather than kind of orange peels and cans or whatever else it used to be that we'd see in there so there's definitely improvement I think it these sort of things take time And I think it will take time to get around the whole school. So it'll take a minute for everyone to kind of acclimatize in a sense. But I think if we keep doing what we're doing, we keep pushing forwards like this, we'll get there sooner rather than later. So
1: that's a really good point to highlight as well, that actually to change, to shift culture takes time. It's not an instant overnight, but it takes that sense of energy and momentum. Is there any difference between the junior school and the senior school in terms of what you've been able to do?
4: We're at one school, but obviously the two sites are very different. And, um, but I think I would say both, both sites are really committed at the moment, actually. And, and, and it's been really pleasing to see, and Sarah may talk a bit more about that, how that presents itself in a moment, but, but in junior school, where there is an abundance of open space and a real, I'd say quite a long history of environmental initiatives that stretch back many years. We've developed a forest school at the junior school where pupils learn to appreciate and enjoy the environment and learn to respect nature. We've, the junior school have done lots of, spent years doing different ways of planting. They grow their own vegetables, grow their own plants. And, and I think I mentioned earlier, we've, we've spent a lot of resources making sure that the, the environment, we, we plant species that are natural to the UK so that so the children grow up in an environment that's conducive to respecting it. And, and they're encouraged to help sort of maintain that environment as well. But I guess where the junior school is sort of stands out is the enthusiastic engagement of all the junior school pupils. They keep the grounds tidy themselves they're really keen and enthusiastic to to be involved in the growing and growing of vegetables, and I, and I think most important, they act they really to to support themselves, to support their teachers and their parents to understand about the environment, and I think to lobby to make their environment at the school more conducive to them, and helping their parents to respect the impact that they're also having on a bike bus by what they do at home. So I'd, I'd say certainly from a junior school perspective, it's always been very dynamic. And it's been really focused on making that school environment better for the pupils, both by actions that we can do as staff, but most importantly by the actions that pupils take themselves. But I think Sarah's got some really good ideas about the senior school as well, actually.
1: Thank you. Well, and also it's really encouraging to hear that. Some success stories, Sarah or Miss Walker.
5: Um, So I think um, the difference at senior school is that I see um, students, when they get a bit older, start sort of, Well, their horizons broaden, broadened and they see themselves as part of a wider world as global citizens. And then they start to think about um, some things that how they're acting locally can make a difference globally. So, for example, um, we talked about recycling. So, we have got the recycling bins in the classroom, which are just paper. But we've also now got um, also battery recycling. We're about to get plastic recycling down in in the dining room as well sort of full things like fist packets and that sort of thing, which is really exciting. We also have the can recycling, classic bottle recycling. And so we've got sort of like, we're trying to widen that. And I think students do realize that actually they can make a difference. So we're talking about just having paper, as Lola was saying, that actually um, in the classroom so that actually we don't have um, sort of uh, contamination of waste, which is really important. But also, sort of, uh, charities are really important to Um, and we raise a lot of money through charities. Uh, one of the things we did last year was we did the uh, planting a one tree day where we raised money to plant a tree. Um, so everybody brought in a pound and that was a tree for every student who brought in a pound, which was really exciting. We also um, had a really fascinating talk from the lady from Seafall, who is uh, looking at plastic in our oceans So she was the ceo came to give us a talk and then we raised money for that organization to try and um help people understand how important oceans are and ocean ecosystems are as well Uh, one of the nice little things we've been doing in the last few weeks is um people have been doing litter picks so last year not last few weeks um doing litter picks so we do litter picks locally in our school environments uh, and that's really nice because actually it makes other students look around and think, okay, well, why are they picking up litter? Um, why, would they, why would they do that during their lunchtime? And part of it is just then talking, have those conversations with actually if um, a hedgehog or something like that eats that litter, then um, it's going to be poisonous for it. So actually you can t- have conversations. And then we've also had litter picks out in Waterloo Park. So the idea of actually getting into our community And um, picking up this out locally as well, uh, sort of community-wise as well. So there's some of those things. But then we've had school policies as well. The travel policy is being changed as well. Now trips have to kind of think about how are they sustainable and how are they helping uh, local communities when they travel there as well. So it's sort of thinking um, much, much more widely as well at the secondary and the senior school level.
1: I mean, great examples. Are there any other examples as well of where certain situations have been changed that you can see visibly around the school? So you talked about obviously litter picking and asking questions about travel. Are there any other success stories as well that you wanted to share with us?
2: Yeah, so one thing that we worked towards all last year with some of the old sustainability officers and we also picked up and helped along with and the ECO reps have worked really hard towards is getting our Green Flag Award, which we did manage to achieve congratulations um, and essentially, thank you and essentially the path towards that was just to complete and record a certain kind of number of eco challenges and like markers that we'd achieved and those kind of accumulated and led to us getting the green flag award and I think it's really nice we're gonna have an assembly next Tuesday Grace and I are kind of taking it when we'll be officially able to show that to the school and I think it'll be a really nice thing for everyone to see that yeah, we have been working there are things that are being done behind the scenes that lots of people don't realize and now kind of bringing it out to the front but also i think an initiative that we've seen and i personally have felt definitely the impacts of and as a positive impact is the movement from paper to a more digital kind of school work style so i know there was a lot of push for like paper-free lessons and a lot of my subject content base even at a level is now like almost entirely online with just kind of the rare occasion where we're writing on paper and annotating things so I think it's it's really nice to see not just students but teachers actively trying to make a difference and make a change and implement that into learning and teaching
1: well that's a brilliant example just for some parents listening out there they might be thinking oh my goodness is my daughter not going to ever learn to write but as you said you do you do write on paper you do you do actually get a chance what message or call to action would you like to leave listeners with today regarding eco-consciousness or, and sustainability?
2: I think probably what I'd say is just every little thing that you can do does help and it all kind of adds up. And it's really difficult sometimes to put that into perspective because, you know, the climate crisis can look really big and it can look really scary. And particularly when we have kind of people in government who aren't necessarily helping push that initiative. You know, we saw recently this week some of the um, watering down of the net zero goals, which is obviously a little bit disappointing to hear. But while all that goes on, as long as you kind of, as individuals, as long as we do what we can, you know, whether that's just really small things like reducing your meat intake or literally turning off lights as you leave a room, it all adds up and it's all important.
1: Um, Anyone else want to share something that they'd like to leave us with
3: well I'll just say like I definitely agree with Lola like everything that we do even if it seems very insignificant or even an an inconvenience inconvenience does add up um Mm -hmm. and even in a school setting at home there is a lot that we can do and a lot there's a lot on the internet too and there's a lot around us and um businesses and companies are now making more of a change so why not be part of it you know why not take part in this change that's happening right now in our lives. Amazing. Thank you.
4: Uh, I guess if you want a couple of lines from me, I, I mean, we can definitely act locally We can have a global impact. And I, I think as a school, we're really well placed to start conversations locally, start conversations in our own community and a community that we engage with in our partnerships um, to ask those questions. I, I think probably I'd always say challenge and all. I'll ask that big question. Why do we have to do things the same all, all the time?
5: Okay, I guess the um, important thing is to realize that there is no planet B. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but actually this is the world that we're living in um, and we do want to make a difference. We do, as we've said before, want to be part of the solution and not part of the problem or just sit by and think to somebody else's um, issue uh, because it isn't. So I guess the decisions we make now and the actions we make now are going to make an impact on people's lives in the future. And we want um you know this school to keep going and to be doing really positive things in the future so let's act on that now
1: well thank you so much all four of you and i think that's an incredibly detailed uh, and we've got a much better understanding as well a of what you're doing but also how all of us can do what we need to do in our different places so i'm wishing you all the best um but also i know that you all do a fantastic job and we look forward to hearing as well more about success stories and different initiatives at channing
0: So that was Mr. Hill, Miss Walker, Lola and Grace talking all about sustainability at Channing. Hats off to them for everything they're doing. A shining example to us all. And a big thank you to them for being on this episode of the podcast too. Now our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.